Our scripture today comes from 1 Kings chapters 19, verses 3 through 13. Then he was afraid. He got up and fled for his life and came to Beersheba, which belongs to Judah. He left his servant there, but he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a solitary broom tree. He asked that he might die. It is enough now, O Lord. Take away my life, for I am no better than my ancestors. Then he lay down under the broom tree and fell asleep. Suddenly an angel touched him and said to him, Get up and eat. He looked, and there at his head was a cake baked on hot stones and a jar of water. He ate and drank and lay down again. The angel of the Lord came a second time, touched him, and said, Get up and eat, otherwise the journey will be too much for you. He got up and ate and drank. Then he went in the strength of that food forty days and forty nights to Oreb, the Mount of God. At that place he came to a cave and spent the night there. Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, What are you doing here, Elijah? He answered, I have been very zealous for the Lord, the God of hosts, for the Israelites have forsaken your covenant, thrown down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. I alone am left, and they are seeking my life to take it away. He said, Go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Now there was a great wind, so strong that it was splitting mountains and breaking rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind, and after the wind an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake, and after the earthquake a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire, and after the fire a sound of sheer silence. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. There came a voice to him that said, What are you doing here, Elijah? The word of God for the people of God. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. seated. There's usually two type of people in the world, okay? You've got one set of people who love the quiet, who would much rather be in a quiet place where they can concentrate where they, you know, don't have all the distractions and the noise. And then you have people who are very anxious in the quiet, who would much rather have the noise around them, much rather, you know, hear themselves talk rather than sit in silence. Just in case you're wondering, I'm probably in that particular group. I don't sit well in silence. I, I, I will uh, be uncomfortable at times, but, you know, it is what it is. And so we have these two groups of people, and we have kind of uh, where they gravitate to. But the problem with that is, what if we're missing something? 
What if we're missing something? We're continuing on in our sermon series uh, where we're, you know, looking at different uh, scriptures and stories, and we're really kind of uh, zooming out a little bit. We're kind of taking a step back from what maybe you, you initially think when you read uh, these different scriptures and kind of try to understand maybe a little bigger about what God is sharing with us. And see, today in our scripture, we see Elijah. We see Elijah who is just beat down, so discouraged, just doesn't know what to do next, so much so where Elijah's just like, okay, I'm done. Like, I, I can't do this anymore. I can't be your prophet. Go ahead, take me to the next place. I'm done. And, and we see Elijah pleading to God, saying that. Um, and as it goes on, you know, Elijah's asleep in this journey. And all of a sudden, you know, it's like he has uh, a message for him, right? A great message, really, if we think about being waken up and saying, hey, like it's time to eat and drink so that you can be ready for the journey that is before you, and then there's a meal right in front of you. That's, you know, that, I count that as a good message as someone who, you know, likes his cake and um, different foods. <coughs> and so then, uh, again, it happens where Elijah is told, like, hey, you, you got to get up and eat. You got to get ready for this journey that is before you. The, the Lord is coming. And so then, he gets up, he eats, and then he goes and, and he is on this journey knowing that, you know, he's been told, okay, like, God's coming. And then all of a sudden, there's a blistering wind that's destroying mountains, splitting mountains, and it's just so loud. And so, you know, if I were in Elisha's shoes right in that moment, I would think, absolutely, this is God coming to talk to me. The same God that talked to Moses through a burning bush, the same God that parted the Red Seas when the Israelites were escaping from Egypt. You know, so obviously, this is God coming with this roaring wind. Apparently not. But this earthquake, this earthquake that is coming... This is definitely our almighty God. This is definitely our all-powerful God coming to talk to Elijah. And yet, we have crickets. And we see the pattern, we see the pattern, and then all of a sudden, in the quiet, Elijah hears, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? And so when we hear that story, we're reminded how important it is to sit in the silence. How important it is to sit in the silence so that we can hear God. But what I really want to think about when we kind of take a step back is when we think about communication, okay? Uh, this past uh, weekend, and some are still there at Camp Simitonga, uh, we were able to have our Learn Together search.
serve together retreat. And in one of the sessions, we talked about communication. And it was very striking to me as we talk about communication. When you think about it, it really takes two very important parts for communication to work. It takes, you know, somebody who's writing the message, saying the message, uh, conveying the message, right? But you know what else it takes for communication? Active listening. For the person to be able to hear what is being shared. And see, when we look and we think about communication and we think about what Elijah is experiencing in this moment, I think Elijah, he had a lot of other moments before that very last one where God was already asking him, what are you doing here? You know, through the angels and, and the figures that came down to, to tell him to get up, to, to eat, get ready for the journey, that was God speaking to Elijah. The wind and the earthquake and the fire, while there was nothing auditory that Elijah could hear in that moment, God was still talking to Elijah. Because why, okay, just hear me out, why would you want to be standing there during an earthquake? That's a way for God to say, what are you doing here? And so, while it is so important to hear God in the silence, it's also important to hear God amongst the noise and the distractions that surround us. See, Elijah is so beat down, so discouraged, that it took him a lot longer to hear God. It took that silence. It took nothing else to be said or heard around him so that he would hear God. Because he was missing God amongst the noise. And if we're able to really see how Elijah maybe is missing God communicating with him until the silence, how much are we missing God communicating to us because either we can't hear God through the noise or we only hear God through the noise? When we only hear God in the silence or we refuse to be silent so God can speak to us. Because the beauty is that God communicates to each and every one of us in so many different ways. Because our God is such an amazing God, a God who is larger than anything we will be able to ever comprehend in our human minds. And our God speaks to us in so many ways. And I, for one, have to get better. I have to get better 
in my life so that I can sit in the silence and so that I know when God is speaking to me there. Because I definitely will claim and, and feel uh, and know that God has, has spoken to me, but it's never in the silence because I refuse to sit in the silence. And so what am I missing? Those of us who, you know, we crave the silence, we go for the silence, we need it to be quiet all the time. What are we missing amongst the noise? How are we missing God? Why are we causing God to have to work so hard to chase after us that God's got to send people, God's got to make us be in silence, God's got to send earthquakes, God's got to send wind, fire? Why is it that we can't just always be looking and listening. Because I also think that's the great thing about communication. You do need someone sharing the message, you need someone listening, but that communication that you're getting comes in many different ways. We have, um, where is it? It's in my pocket. I got it. We can talk on a cell phone with one another. We can send each other an email or a text message over a cell phone. Paul Revere, right? One of the, the best ways to communicate with people was one if by land, two is by sea, right, Alyssa? Okay, good. She's a history teacher. I had to make sure I got that right. But that was communication, right? What if somebody had missed that? That's the beautiful part of communication is that there's so many different ways. And our amazing, humongous, almighty God communicates to us in so many different ways and in so many different times. And we don't want to miss out on any of it. And so I pray that we all continue to search after how God is speaking to us. Even in the ways that are uncomfortable to us. Even in the ways that we might not like, but realizing how important it is to have our ears open, to have our hearts open, to receive what God is putting right in front of us and to receive what God is asking of each and every one of us so that we may fulfill the will and the purpose of our great, wonderful, loving God that is with us always. So let us not miss out on what God is sharing to us today, tomorrow, and in the days to come. Let us pray. Almighty and gracious God, Lord, we just thank you. We thank you that you continually chase after us. 
that you continually find different ways to communicate to us. Even when the first and the second and the third time doesn't work. And so Lord, keep chasing after us. Help us open our ears and our hearts so that we may receive and hear what you are saying to us. Because, Lord, we know that you are there. And we know that you are continually leading us. And we just thank you for that continued presence and that continued love that you show us. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen.